Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Wow. Well, hello, Deb. Hi. <laughs> well, yeah. we're here starting. We're back again. So obviously, mm-hmm. this is our last show for our theme harvest for the month of September. And we will be talking right. in a few minutes about it, uh, which is uh, the topic, of course, is community harvest and what we put what we put out into the world, you know, in terms of that. So but Obviously, our yeah. first thing we always do is, is kind of go, hey, what was our week like? Which, at this point, check um, in. our check-in, yes, yes. So <laughs> um, my week basically was fraught with 100-plus um, degree weather and um, no air conditioning uh, wow. running in my car. So it was oh, a boy. limited <laughs> excursions out. And a lot of, you know, um, work trying to get that put, you know, into uh, a basic uh, way of repairing. But out of that, I did, you know, find a lot of time to, you know, be with my my animals and, and my little, you know, and it's going to sound funny, my little community here where I live <laughs> and uh, just do, you know, and then connect to others that are my community out in the world other than doing my obviously my client base but um Mm -hmm. it was it was a very interesting uh feel and i i appreciated that but i am glad that our weather now has toned down a bit in terms of temperature and you know i could get out yesterday and do errands and do all the things (laughs) i needed to do that i had you know put off um the entire week uh, and luckily, you know, out of that, I you know, was able to do business that I had to get done um, in terms mm-hmm. of different things that, you know, I have for the end of the year process that's coming up. But so basically, I'm going to turn this over to you now and, and kind of give the, the question was, how was your week? <laughs> oh, you know, um it doesn't happen every time, but it's interesting how a lot of times um, real life will reflect our podcast life. Um, mm-hmm. Like um, 
So we're going to be talking about community harvest. And um, over the past week, I did the you know the usual readings and filled orders. Um, and, but also in the past week, I celebrated reunions, anniversaries, and birthdays with my like my family community. Spent time with my grandchildren and stuff. Um, but I also did like a few other things. I I went to watch an old friend give a talk at a open AA recovering meeting, which was kind of nice because um, I hadn't seen that person for a long time. Um, and I belong to a recovery group that practices like a 12-step spirituality. Um, so I also went to the memorial service of a friend from that group who died like way too young and witnessed the heartfelt eulogies of her family and friends. Um and I had a very strange experience occur, like later that night after the memorial service. Um, I was on messaging back and forth with um, my friend Bob Smoke, who's really was really close to the woman who had passed. And so we're messaging back and forth, you know, um, you know, how are you doing, stuff like that. And then um, on our feed that neither one of us had put in. <laughs> and oh, wow. it was. It was. It's kind of long, so I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But it's, it's very odd and very. You know, I think it was her actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What it was was, um, it was called "Lovely Words on Death and Dying," I think, from our Silver Birch. And Silver Birch, in case people don't know, is uh, a real common spirit guide among mediums in the UK. Um, and so, mm-hmm. anyway, it just kind of had. Um, it's kind of went on to die to enjoy freedom of the spirit, which has been imprisoned behind the bars of the material body. You know, is it tragic to be released from suffering? And it kind of goes on into, or for the soul to come into its own. And then it ends with, um, it goes on for quite a while, but then it ends with, you come into our world now, but you do not remember. You visit the spirit world every night. That is your preparation. Otherwise, it would be such a shock when you come here to start your real life in earnest. Um, when you pass on, you will remember your visits. And it kind of goes from there. But it was a very um, a very heartfelt thing that I was just like, and, you know, and then my friend goes, well, he put like a bunch of heart emojis. He's like, oh, thank you, Deb. And I'm like, I didn't send that to you. <laughs> and we were both like, What? <laughs> So that, you know, um, I think, you know, lots of times the community harvest can extend even further. And then after that, last night, I went um, with my sister, Sharon, and um, my niece, Erica, to participate in the full moon slash blue moon ritual a couple days early, but uh, given by my friend, uh, Mary Lynn, at a local shop called Materia Magica which is owned by my friend Jordan here in Milwaukee in the River of West area. And um, it was just, you know, she really did a nice little ritual and we got to participate and help call the quarters and all that stuff. But she, um, she really talked about, you know, just taking the time um, because there's a lot of planets in retrograde and there's the intensity of the, you know, full moon and the blue moon and, <clears throat> a bunch of crazy things going on, but she said to remember all the re words, like to um, 
kind of uh, retire, reflect, um, uh, re-evaluate, you know, just kind of taking that time out to um, sort of balance things out and, and like just rebalance yourself and, and reset yourself uh, for the coming, for what's coming up next. Um, wow. And yeah, and so that's kind of, I, you, there was like a lot of community things that went on um, over this mm-hmm. past week, which is a lot more than usually I have much more quiet weeks going on. And um, so that was kind of neat um, just having those sorts of things come up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. on the week that we were doing our last harvest show, you know, on community harvest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It syncs up. I know that um, there's a lot of that that happens, especially when, you know, you know, and kind of moving into, you know, uh, the topic mm-hmm. itself of community and harvest is that when you start gathering as a group, you'll start to mm. kind of sync with energies. It doesn't mean you experience everything everybody mm. is experiencing, but you have mm. like a similar process within your own life. And it's just like, of course, and we know that, but we're not doing that mm. anymore, is that you get together with women and you start syncing up your moon <laughs> time, you know, and suddenly you, mm-hmm. you know, start flowing with this, with like a, a more consistency of what that group is doing as an individual you start syncing up with the group right right yeah yes isn't that interesting right I know (laughs) I know it really it it fascinates me because that that is the it's because of I believe the similar process we get together and as you know community you know, I went in and I, I, mm-hmm. I tend to be doing this a lot. I guess maybe that's because we have certain ways we describe what a community is and what this is and what that is. Mm-hmm. But when you go in and you look at a dictionary or you look at what the say, what they say it is, some of it actually mm-hmm. gets really interesting. Like one of them was it's a group of interdependent organisms of different species growing and living together in a special habitat or a group of people with a common characteristic and inter and interest living together within a layered social society. So when you think about that, I mean, it's kind of like we are Mm -hmm. different people species and we start Mm -hmm. to get together in a community, whether that's, you know, and of course, what could we look at in terms of that is in our real world, it would be like my little Mm -hmm. street here is like a mini neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. We have kids, we we go to they go to school, we sync up with with their particular classroom (laughs) and the kids and the parents, or then we sync up with the school system, you know, the school itself, and things that Mm -hmm. they do. Um, there's others that be more involved with what we do, like going to covens or going to a mm-hmm. church or going, you know, one of the things I thought of is gaming, something that is really prevalent now because of the internet mm-hmm. are gaming communities. And mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. we're no longer just sitting in, you know, an inter- uh, a physical environment. We are now in an mm-hmm. internet environment. And um, so you you kind of 
pull it beyond the the space and time that we're used to doing it in, but it's still a community. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of want to ask mm-hmm. what you think. You know, what do you see as as community and defining it mm-hmm. or bringing it forth in your ideas? Right. Yeah. I um. Yeah. Well, I of course like you know <clears throat> looked up like the Webster's Dictionary um, definition, which is like a group of people with a common characteristic or interest living together within a larger society. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a social unit whose members share a common network and usually common values, interests, goals, and kinship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then it went on to like divide them up into, you know, different sorts of um, real uh, communities. So, I um I I was reading um a couple of different things that made me think about how in some ways um I kind of feel like the word community is a little overused um because mm-hmm. there's like the marketing community, the political community, the Facebook community and those are almost more actually kind of like networks. Um yeah, because we only see the outside of everybody and then there's kind of like the false everyone has a false persona um that gets presented although you know i do like facebook a lot for networking um but i can see where community um like to me like the core feeling of community would be um just more having to do like with um having a group of people who share a feeling of fellowship and a bond with each other. Um, mm-hmm. Some people might call that a tribe um, because there are so many, just like we have um, so much different information, like we're bombarded with waves of information. There's actually a lot of different communities. If we have our feelers out that it's almost like there's a, a huge wave of different communities that can Mm-hmm. kind of come our way too. And so um I think it's it's just kind of wise to like know, like investigate what is that community truly about before jumping into it. Mm-hmm. Um yes. Yeah, there's um yeah, just kind of going back to like even like with the word community, um I think that in some ways it's used um like it's a form of advertising or marketing in a way um, to make the consumer feel like they're a part of something. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know that there's been, um, to me, community is more like a feeling. Um, like I know I've lived in some neighborhoods where um, the people know each other and they say hello uh, and the, might talk about recent events or happenings in the neighborhood and, or they'll help each other, you know, especially like in Wisconsin, um, having to dig your car out of the snow <laughs> is a real common thing, you know, and lots of <laughs> <Yeah>. times, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you have uh, thoughtful neighbors, they'll help you. And then when you see them stuck, you'll help them, you know. Right. Um, but then, you know, I've also lived in other places where nobody knows each other. <laughs> nobody knows each other's names, um, and they kind of avoid eye contact at all costs. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's, in some ways, I mean, you could still be surrounded with people and feel like you are um, very alone. 
Um, and so to, to me, you know, my upshot of um, what I read and what I was feeling about that was that, you know, that community is kind of more um, more of a feeling or more of a um, just um, having that shared um, focus, but also like having that trust, you know, and sharing experiences um, that I think kind of like more makes up what, you know, a true community would feel like. <laughs> and I think you're um, right. I think that it's been pulled in such a direction that mm-hmm. it is, um, it's been enlarged. And I, I understand the, because uh, both of us have grown up from a time where it was a smaller set of, com- you know, groupings of people because you didn't have the internet. You didn't have mm-hmm. the expansiveness of that process. Originally television, mm-hmm. they started, you know, with radio, went to television, then obviously internet. And what you have mm-hmm. now is this global thing as well as every, you know, and then you bring it down mm-hmm. to, you know, country and all that stuff. But where your feeling is at, you're right. It's funny because mm-hmm. one of the things that I kind of looked at is, is, you know, what is it that you, you know, you need to care about <laughs> what you, you know, what it is you have in common with the people. You need, it's a caring, and that goes to feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think, right. you know, the concept of feeling is really, really important. And, you, mm-hmm. you know, you go out from there, I think, to, you know, like what you, you know, care and respect of each other and having a loyalty to the, uh, to build a healthy relationship. All of those are about mm-hmm. feeling. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever little, and I think I like your word tribe. I think that that is probably <laughs> a much better, though it is an older version of describing community, it is actually mm-hmm. a more valid one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I believe that. Um, and I believe that there are all sorts of communities, um, but the communities where we are most affected are the ones where we feel like like we belong um and so usually those communities are where we connect to each other with more than just the common interests and goals because you can belong to like a sports club um and play you know um baseball or volleyball or whatever with each other and you Mm -hmm. You might form an extra bond. You might form that extra kinship, uh, but not necessarily. Sometimes, you know, um, sometimes you might like playing that certain game with that person, but it, it's not something where you're invested more or where you feel like uh, a deeper bond to that person. Um, but I think that we connect, you know, at the most fundamental level of community um, when we have some some sort of love or regard for one another mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and that's like kind of precious you know because you don't find that everywhere um right and um yeah so i think maybe you know um because i only have a certain amount of energy and i can only invest my energy in a certain amount of things i try to choose like those communities um where 
that sort of stuff is going on, like where there's a group of people um, who care about each other and feel like they belong together uh, mm-hmm. rather than just having the external goals or the primary goals. And maybe, you know, since I'm older now, I feel more like I can pick and choose a little more. I think when I was younger, I kind of jumped in more more easily, which isn't a bad thing because I think that's how we find what we connect with the most is that we try different things on, try different, you know, um, situations and peoples um, and see mm-hmm. if that's, you know, that's what we want. Right, right. And, you know, from the perspective of, you know, what we have been, you know, talking about in terms of uh, spiritual, magical, uh, mystical, Mm -hmm. metaphysical, all the things that are, you know, (laughs) in that level, um, Mm -hmm. it would be the groupings that we feel closest to in different ways. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. a small group, and, I mean, we have terms (laughs) for that. You can be a coven, um, at least in in the witchcraft tradition. But Mm -hmm. then you have, you know, other groups that you start to form and it kind of moves out. It's interesting. I belong to the Universalist Unitarian Church. And, you know, I was kind of hesitant because of my concern about how Christian it was going to be in, you know, dogmatic. Mm -hmm. But it turned out that I was in a place where they were very open and then they actually (laughs) formed um, a section that was a pagan. They actually did a, a pagan oh. um, platform that you, they, mm-hmm. a pagan group that they uh, oversaw under their auspices so they could meet once a, oh. like every Wednesday and, you know, gather and talk, you know, be part of those things that were very oh, that's... Uh, much part of that. Yeah. 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 And I, well, and I, I thought, well, you know, I kind of looked it up because I was like, well, how does this work? But in the actual um, structure of the Unitarian Universalist Church, they have a section that allows for that process to happen for that kind of a community. And I was really, I was very um, pleased to see the open quality of something. And, you know, they, it would also always mm-hmm. depends on, you know, the minister and sometimes, you know, they have a specific mm-hmm. focus you know, in terms of that, but I was really, I felt really at home because I was of this group, and then you put me in the bigger community of the <laughs> church gathering, mm-hmm. and we would, we wouldn't just sit in our little circle of things, but we were there, and we were part of this other process, so it felt really um, like we could be who we were and are. Mm-hmm and be accepted in this other place and help and work and get, you know, really interactive. But we also were mm-hmm. honored for what we believed in. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, that is so sweet when things form from, you know, out branches of um, different things that you wouldn't have expected when you went in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that was <laughs> because, I, you know, like anything, I was kind of like, I go around and I get involved and see what's going on. But, you know, then again, you get into a community where you're like you go to a festival and you start working with the festival or, you know, the metaphysical aspects, the spiritual Mm -hmm. aspects, the, you know, 
pagan aspects. And interesting mm-hmm. enough, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were. Oh gonna say no, that. I was just going to say yeah. That I all of that stuff. Um, I um, one thing that I just kind of thought of when you were talking about the pagan group is that um, someone um, in my circle of um, uh, witches um, was thinking of restarting a group which was called uh, the Pagan Path. And what they would do is they would meet once a month. And like this was before COVID and then things got shut down. But um, we would meet once a month like at a local coffee shop. Um, I think we used to, well, mostly we would meet at this one bookstore that had a coffee shop inside of it. And and they were open till 10. So we could go in there and meet like around – Seven and and stay there for a couple of hours talking about the chosen topic that night and so that was that was really mm-hmm. very neat because you had people of all different um, uh, experience levels and just you know uh, informational levels like some people would know um, were like encyclopedic with their knowledge about different deities and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or ritual or whatever, and it was a really nice way just to get that out there and, um, you know, extend the community. And I really, I miss those, but they are starting up again. I just heard, like, just yesterday that they're going to be starting them up again. So I, wow. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know that we're kind of, so. we need to look at our time, and I see that it would be mm-hmm. wise for us to break for our commercial so that we can get back to the other half of what we mm-hmm. put out and what we, you know, what we, you know, put out, what we harvest and, and get back. So mm-hmm. I am saying let's break for commercial. <laughs> All right. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. In syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt. Tuesdays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. In syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Okay, it is your side of the world now. I'm going to turn this over to you so you can 
kind of get us on the next level? Sure. I, um, I'm going to go there, but before that, I was going to kind of back up a little bit just how um, I think it's so interesting how our fields of consciousness actually connect to each other. Um, okay. and you mentioned one thing, like on a physical level, with uh, women's, you know, menstrual cycles and um, mm-hmm. the moon phases, and how those all just kind of tend to sync up after a while when you're in a group. Um, there was another um, little story that I heard that I always thought was kind of neat, where um, there was like an isolated island. Um, close to Japan, where there was uh, these Japanese monkeys um, that would love to eat sweet potatoes. But if they were dropped in the sand, they um, they liked the potatoes, but they did not like the sand clinging to the potatoes. And so one of the female monkeys started uh, washing the potato and then showed uh, her, her mother and her friend monkeys <laughs> how to wash it off. And then pretty soon the potato washing became um, like a trend among the monkey population, and many of them started washing the sweet potatoes off. Um, so this was back in the 50s um, where someone, I don't know if it was like an official study, but it was documented as something that was noticed um, because with um, all the new monkeys started practicing the washing of these potatoes, and while some of the older ones kind of still held on to the old practice of eating them dirty. But then by uh, later that year, the scientists noticed something very strange. They noticed that um, once a certain critical mass was reached on the island, um, that all of these Macau monkeys um, started washing their potatoes, that they saw that monkeys on the other islands that were separated by water and had no connection also began to wash their potatoes. <laughs> and so um, so the monkeys, they you know, weren't taught that, but somehow this information was, was transferred. And so that practice came into the general consciousness of the monkeys, which I always remember that story, and I always thought that that was kind of a neat thing because I think that um, I've had things happen where lots of times I'll um, – I'll have like a sudden insight or some kind of a informational download will come to me and I'll find out later on that that, that it was a practice that was very common, um, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, a couple centuries ago or something. And I'll be like, oh, wow, you know. Um, and so um, one thing that I was um, kind of going beyond that was I know that for some people out there um, might find themselves, um, if they're wanting to connect, finding that they don't have that community around them, that um, what I would like to say is that I found myself in that position like 25 years ago. And what I did is I, um, I didn't have, you know, a lot of extra money or a lot of extra time because, you know, I was a mom and I was working and I had my shop and all that stuff, but I just started um, putting out the word and um, the word of mouth, and pretty soon a group of us that were all magical practitioners kind of came together, and we did end up um, 
because what I was looking for was basically people that shared the same um, passion uh, for a ritual, for uh, learning more about magic and spell casting and all the associated things. And um, so I wasn't interested in so much in the religious aspect of anything, but more about the magical aspect. And so um, before I knew it, I had a group of practitioners that we all kind of formed our own coven. And uh, we were all from different, varied backgrounds. Um, some, a couple of people were Santeria. Um, I was more like the basic um, hedge witch. Um, and there were uh, a couple of uh, pagan witches. There was one um, Christian witch. Um, and so it was, it was a very interesting group. And uh, we all sat down and created um, a fellowship charter um, and called ourselves the 13 Moons Coven. Now, there's, um, that's not still there so much anymore. There's still a few of us, and we still get together. Um, mm-hmm. Before, there was 11 of us who never quite. But it was such a great experience because, and, and, and I'm just kind of relating this because I believe that there are some of, you know, uh, our listeners out there might um, be yearning to, uh, for that community feeling, for getting together with a group. And sometimes when you don't, if there's not a group that's already formed, um, you can do it. You can just start, you know, putting those seeds <laughs> of thought and inspiration out there. And before you know it, you, you will have a little group um, going. And just like the process, I think, of creating that group is is very exciting. And because you and your, you know, uh, community are creating it, you have, you have the vision of what it is. Um, and then you can start putting that, you know, into action and manifesting it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I did that with was um, we, um, well, we had our festival group, you know, and we did, you know, our planning. We had uh, pagan festivals, like, in, we, forever we've always held, like, three festivals a year. And um, and years back when um, when we started doing that, we, um, you know, applied for um, the tax-exempt thing and went through all those steps, and what, we had to come up with a name. <laughs> and so we were kicking it around and stuff like that, and we came up with the Fellowship of Alternative Beliefs. And um, because that also was a group where it was very eclectic. There was, you know, people that had all different sorts of um, practices and beliefs, but we all had a common uh, common thread, um, you know, of um, embracing the metaphysical. And, um, mm-hmm. and so that's, that's how we came up with that. And so I just wanted to put that out there so that if, you know, if anyone's feeling lonely, like they don't have community, you know, just start, you know, start putting that vision together and, you know, talking and bringing people together um, because there's other people out there who probably are yearning for a community and you'll find them. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I go with my thoughts on uh, community harvest, um, I feel like with this we're, you know, focusing more on the spiritual aspect 
And um, what comes into play is uh, what I think of as like universal law or um, the spiritual universal mechanics. Um, and so with that, you could think of it as reaping um, what you sow or I like to think of it as a more neutral term. It's like cause and effect. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I have this quote, it's a Facebook quote, and I there's no author's name on it, but my friend and uh, fellow witch, Carly Seguin, posted something and um, on Facebook, and it gave me food for thought. And so I copied it down, and I'll just read it. It's, um, I alone cannot change society for the better, but I can radically transform my own consciousness, overturning the conditioning that limits my potential. We can all do this one by one. Over time, we can change ourselves to the degree that society changes from the inside out, giving birth to a new way of being manifesting our birthright of living in a peaceful and abundant world. Have no fear, trust yourself, and live to your full potential. And I just thought, you know, that mm-hmm. to me, that really defines like the whole um, cause and effect. Um, lots of times we might feel like, oh, we're just, you know, this one person. We can't possibly make any big changes. Um, and that also makes me think of another quote by Margaret Mead saying, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful people could change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. And so I think that doing the internal work and just um, clearing away any old you know, um, patterns that don't work for us anymore, any old ways of believing and just embracing moving forward and always trying to, you know, um, not just be our best selves. I don't want to say it like that because it sounds too uh, pat. Um, mm-hmm. I think just always wanting to continue to change and grow um, mm-hmm. is is really the thing um, that when we do that individually, it just will naturally start radi- radiating out to the world around us. Um, so, yeah, so with this... Um, yeah, I think it really starts with the inside inside job, um, mm-hmm. and that the internal you will manifest and reflect back to you from the external world. And so, we give our best. You know, although we know we're always going to be imperfect, um, and you know, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but we try to do. You know, try to give our best self to the community and slowly, little by little, positive changes will happen all around us. And I, I, you know, I really think that is a form of true magic. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I noticed, I noticed that, you know, one of the things, and I've said this before, but it's something that in this time frame, we really need to keep that point of references Every little piece of a smile, a a gesture of um, that caring that we put in the world is the way we 
create community and in mm-hmm. a in a when I say a positive way rather than a negative way because obviously you know the darker side of some of being shown out there is the 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 darker way of creating community and we all know mm-hmm. it so I'm not going to you know go into it because yeah. Yeah. We we see it, okay? We we read it. We are aware of it. But if you take, you know, and you put healthy, you know, you start to utilize healthy boundaries within yourself, healthy boundaries mm-hmm. without, you know, you you put in that, you know, uh you know, um way of good interactions and, you know, the way you uh you go about interacting in this manner, and what you do change inside yourself. I mean, you can be unhappy, yes, but you you need to release it and find the happiness, even if it's going outside and seeing a little hummingbird running around doing something. <laughs> you know, that makes yes. you smile. Um, mm-hmm. The and then from there you keep changing those energy patterns because that's really, in my personal feeling, that's what sowing and, and reaping or cause and effect um, really is about because you change mm-hmm. the the cause to get a different effect. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I like what yeah, you absolutely. brought to the table. <laughs> yeah, I really do. It makes right. me go, yay! You know, and it was funny too because right. um, a lot <laughs> of what we've done, you and I, when we when we you know go through our our planning meetings, is we we bat around a bunch of stuff, and of course I write down things. And the funny part is, is that half the time I can't read my notes, so it means mm-hmm. that I've been you know I'm sloppy about writing. I should have been a doctor, yes, because my writing is so bad. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know it it does tend to make me have to look at what I wrote. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that put out but then both of us throw them away when we start actually presenting what we're doing on the show here and Mm -hmm. i like that because (laughs) it allows us to get the best information out in these Mm -hmm. shows to you know to give people and ourselves reminders of how best to go about things right right yeah i yeah and this is um I feel like is so vital and it's um for me, you know, I agree with everything you were saying and I really need to talk about these sorts of things because those are the types of things I need reminders and I need to um you know, shift my focus especially, you know, in today's society I think there are so many distractions. You know, way more than there ever was when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's um, waves of information you're being slammed with all the time, clickbait and whatever, <laughs> you know. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go on my phone, I'll, I'll, I'll friggin' forget what I was going on my phone for <laughs> because there's so many different things that pop up on there. Um, yeah. And the other thing I thought about is as witches, many of us probably think about um, this whole concept of um, – you know, sowing and reaping in regard to doing magic or spell casting. Um, and I think that this principle works uh, not only when we're doing magic, but when we're doing, and this 
tells me that our actions matter. And so mm-hmm. I can, um, I'm thinking of that old axiom that actions speak louder than words. Um, mm-hmm. And something that really made me think about that is um, when you think of like love or happiness, but they're emotions, but they can also be actions in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I always think of like when I used to work um, in my nursing days, you know, um, at psychiatric crisis, there would be um, a group. Well, there was a lot of I'll tell you a lot of a lot of personalities there, but there was um, there was <laughs> there was this one nurse that would come in and she would be grumbling from the very start, you know. This isn't right. You know, why did they leave that out last night? What is going on here? You know, and just she she would always start out negative and would talk about everybody as soon as they left the room. Um, mm-hmm. but then there was this other nurse that I worked with that would come in and she just, um, she would just start talking um, about um, going out in the woods, um, enjoying nature. Um, playing with her dog, um, you know, just she would talk about all different sorts of things, and she would uh, she would always sound cheery and happy. And you know, the other nurse, the negative nurse, she said one day she said to me, when the other nurse was out of the room, she's like, "Oh, she's so fake. Where is she acting like she's so happy all the time? Nobody's that happy." And I thought, I thought, oh my god, you know. Um, because I had actually talked to the happy nurse the day before and just how I enjoyed working with her because it made the eight hours go by really fast because she would talk, mm-hmm. she talked all throughout the day, you know, about this and that and whatever. And, um, and <laughs> so when the, when the negative Nellie, you know, said that to me, I just, you know, I almost started laughing. I thought, you know, she told me that she chose to be happy. Like she would enter work. And just choose, because she's her her theory was, hey, I've got to be here for eight hours anyway. You know, I might as well make mm-hmm. it as pleasant as possible for me and whoever I'm working with. And so right. I was like, wow, okay, that <laughs> that said a lot right there. And I think that mm-hmm. that's like a, a huge way where your actions um, of sowing and reaping or cause and effect really, really matter because people would gravitate towards this positive person and um, and would kind of like, you know, try to move quickly past the other nurse. And so, um, you know, I think our actions, you know, walking the walk instead of just talking the talk because sometimes, it, and I really had to separate out like my emotions from my actions because sometimes I fucking didn't feel like doing it, whatever it was. But I mm-hmm. found that if I just got up and did it anyway, whatever it was, whether it was showing up to work when I didn't feel like it, washing the dishes when I didn't feel like it, or whatever, <laughs> I always felt better afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, that community harvest is really about just taking actions a lot of times, um, like la- allowing the other person to talk even when we don't agree with them. Um, or instead of reacting, counting to 10 um, and 
taking action rather than reacting. Um, I've saved myself from a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah, that. <laughs> That's true. I, and, I usually – go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I – no, I – um. No, because I was going to launch into something else. But tell me your thoughts. Well, my thought was is that you know when I have a, when I have clients and they're going through all these emotions and and going you mm-hmm. know they're reacting. <laughs> I look at them and mm-hmm. I go somewhat similar. I don't always say take a breath, count to ten. I usually say take mm-hmm. a breath and then respond mm-hmm. as opposed to react. So yeah. from the response level, it is more centered, more thoughtful, mm-hmm. more engaged with the, with where you want to go rather than mm-hmm. just punching back at the other person, whatever they say, you mm-hmm. say something else back and forth. So you were, you know, I'm sitting there going, yes, right. yes, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. And that's a perfect example of how you pull your power back into yourself. Because a lot of times I think when we react, we're actually, we're just, we're throwing our power away. (laughs) We're just, you know, um, and I think that that whole thing of just taking a a deep breath um, and taking that pause between, you know, the heat coolness, um, like that heat of reacting, you know, and instead, you know, just take a deep breath and allow yourself to cool, you know, and then choose your action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, that's so key to like just tapping into your own power. Um, otherwise, you're allowing other people to control you. Um, some, and sometimes people can get into cycles of that and not even realize that that's you know um, a cycle, you know, a hellbound cycle that they're you know not even realizing is going on. Um, well, I want to thing focus I, oh, you sorry. to realize we're 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 getting on to our last five minutes before we have <laughs> to do closing. So, um, mm-hmm. I just want to remind you so that you can you can put out what you were going to because I know we kind of <laughs> went off a little bit from this side you were going to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, but there's yeah a couple, oh, a couple last um, thoughts is you know I always. This is for, like, the perfectionists out there. We can beat ourselves up so much, um, so don't do that. Um, Another Facebook saying, which I don't know who to attribute it to, is (laughs) I'm an adult, but not like a real adult. (laughs) 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 Some days I have to not take myself too seriously. Um, And, um, you know, I know that – and this is another thing that I – I forget about sometimes kind of tapping back into the kind of serious part of it is that um, there's um, this book I read a long time ago and it's um, called The Road Less Traveled. Anyway, the first Mm -hmm. sentence in it is something, something along the lines of life is difficult. I believe it was attributed to Buddha or something. Mm -hmm. And, by accepting that life is difficult, life comes easier because we have accepted that life is difficult. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of times I I forget about that. And, you know, I'll start resisting and wanting to, 
not feel any discomfort or, um, and well, what usually ends up happening is I end up putting more effort into trying to avoid the discomfort than actually just walking through it. <laughs> mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. um, so that was just like another, um, another thought that I had. Um, so I think that, you know, um, I do believe that every action that we take, that what we do um, does have like a um, a reaction, like there's a cause and an, and an effect. And, you know, um, I don't always know the right answers and most of us don't, I'm, but I think that if we just keep trying to, um, you know, take the next right action, we will, you know, be able to reap what we're sowing. And what we're sowing is, you know, what we feel is the best at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think well, that we can do... Oh, sorry. No, go. No, no, I was just finish say, your thought. We can do like a... Just we can do like simple rituals of making a statement of commitment to ourselves or do like a little meditation of self-compassion and just, you know, visualizing your best self but not beating yourself over the head with your best self. Um, and so just, you know, accepting yourself as you are and all of us have strengths and weaknesses and just, you know, choosing to to work with what you have and and move forward. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, um, we're almost at our time, which means we've gone really fast, as always, through our, mm-hmm. through our subject. Um, but we do need to mention that next month, September, we start a new series called Principles of Magic. And our first show, Woo-hoo. which will be next Tuesday is going to be principles <laughs> of symbols. So we will be working on that, talking about that, exploring different things, and coming up with fascinating and unusual statements, which I am attributing <laughs> to um, our digging into all kinds of media for us. So, um, at this point, I just want to say thank you again to uh, to you, Deb, and to our uh, board person Nagashiba for uh, keeping us always moving here and um, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate uh, our interactions the way we are functioning now I mean this is almost two months now that we have been doing this show so I'm like going boy it's getting it's getting you know we're gonna be feeling old and and you know cranky at the end of the year (laughs) because <laughs> we'll have made six months and it's like, wow, you know, that kind of thing. So that's my final say. I will say, you know, my my fare thee wells, but I'm going to turn it over to you to do mm-hmm. your final, you know, closing statements, and I will be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks. I want to say thank to you and to Nagashiva. I love our our trio here. I think that, you know, this is really starting to grow into something um, that I am that I look forward to every week. And um, yeah. even though there's been a lot of retrograde planets going on and stuff like that, I feel like we can, you know, lift each other up and sail through that <laughs> blue moon coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's oh, yes. pretty much all I've got. <laughs> 
Okay, well, then au revoir and see you on the radio <laughs> next week. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.